Waiting for those tinglers, I gotta get it right Looking through my back line, got some cash cows in my sight The Raiders look so juicy, but the choices seem so bad There's only one thing for it, John's nickel clock stat Up the wire Up the wires, up the wire G'day everyone and welcome to Waz Weekly. We are back, baby. Let's bring the boys in. Jay Warrior, how you doing, man? Oh, loving life and loving that song, Chris. Great to see it get out on socials. <laughs> the videos were impressive and my favourite part must have been that part where you just gave yourself a little squeeze and got that falsetto <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't my favourite part, that's for sure. That's for sure. But uh, no, no, happy with the song and... Um, yeah, if anyone out there is trying to kind of get a, a vibe of, of the role that I play here at Talking League, perhaps I am Talking League's answer to um, Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al, just, Weird Al action? Just weird. Just weird? <laughs> yeah. No, I actually thought it probably would turn into a pretty good uh, uh, dress-up costume for Magic Round. What do you reckon? Turn up as Weird Al? That'd be all right. Yeah. That'd, that'd yeah. work. All right, Wee Man, how you doing, buddy? How's your week been? Oh, it's been a great week, uh, Sea balls. Uh, obviously, it was nice to get the first um, podcast done last week, and uh, we got some good feedback from from TK, aka the final boss man. He's given us the, the go ahead for for round two. So um, yeah, no, nah, good week. Um, finally got that admin sorted, boys, for our head to head league. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out shout out to our Blazarus. Um, he's a bit of a rage quitter from last year, um, but he's back in the fold, thankfully. <laughs> Him and his tiny little pee heart. Yeah, for, yeah, for those, uh, yeah, we've got a pretty spicy uh, head-to-head league, and we did have a rage quitter last year. So shout out to Blazarus, who has risen from the dead and rejoined us in the league. Welcome back, buddy. Uh, on the show this week, guys, we've got uh, some of your usual content that you could imagine from Wires Weekly each week. We're going to be talking about our absolute professional of the week and also our total amateur as well. We've got a new segment. I won't spoil it, but uh, it'll be a good one. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about expansion of the game here in New Zealand, whether or not there's appetite for a team uh, to represent the South Island in the NRL. We are going to make our bold predictions for the 2024 season. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with a little bit of fantasy chat, looking at the players that the three of us have in our team at the moment that are playing in Vegas and also... I'm going to ask you boys, I want to know whether you've got any Warriors running out for your fantasy team this year. But before we get into that, guys, I'm pretty sure downtown Penrose, there might have been a little bit of a Greenpeace protest going on at the Dolphin Slaughter. Warriors 34, Finns 22. Thoughts on the game, boys? Let's go to you first, Weeman. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the game, boys. I'm sure you guys did too. I thought it was a pretty complete uh, performance considering it was pre-season. It seems like we just haven't skipped a beat from the end of last year. Um, there's a few things that stood out for me. My boy, of course, my new SJ, uh, Luke Metcalf, just sizzling on the edge. I absolutely love the fact that he is a real threat on the edge. Um, I thought that the shape and attack was really cool, and I liked how especially early on they were confident enough when they, when they um, made the defence um, stretch one side, they were keen to just get it straight back the other side. Um, I know they're everyone's second mm. favourite team, but when they play like that, um, you know, they're only going to get more fans. So uh, I really enjoyed that part of the game. Um, and the other thing I think that was great for me was just, I think this year more than ever, I'm quite confident in the amount of depth uh, depth that we've just developed in the squad. Um, 
you know, you don't want injuries, but I just feel like that next guy um, up is ready to go if they need it. You know, we, we saw more of Ali uh, to cover the backs, um, mm. plenty of depth in the halves and, and in the middle as well. So, yeah, I was pretty excited, to be honest. I enjoyed watching that one. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I think, yeah, I noticed it looked like on attack particularly we had options and on defence everyone was prepared to work together, right? How about you, Rich? Your thoughts on the game? Yeah, loved it. There's a few other things that we're going to talk about later, so I don't want to really harp on uh, Kurt Capewire, who has slotted in uh, <laughs> seamlessly, and I don't want to comment on the referees just yet either. So, But what I will say is the depth that Johan talked about is spot on, and I we had quite a deep chat last week about RTS and how he was going to be set and forget at centre, and then Tane got a cork and he had to go to fullback and hello, uh, my opinion changed instantly because <laughs> he just went into beast mode and I was like, uh, we on, I'd rather have, I'd rather have a, a big, fast stepping fullback than little stepping tame. <laughs> However, I listened to a interview with Webby today and he reiterated the point that he was signed as a centre, and he will be playing centre. Yes, he was always going to play 20 minutes at the back just to give Tane a rest, and because of the cork, he got extra time. But uh, the cohesion was there, the communication's there. They haven't had to change. Like, it's not like new players are having to come in and go, where do I go, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're very connected early, and that's going to prove very fruitful, and uh, we really just... had our way with the Dolphins, really, you know. Yeah. Hey, one of the interesting things was we all sat back, oh, I'm sure you guys did as well as, as me, sat back and watched um, Marata and Nicore come on and absolutely, oh, did he, how good was his impact? It was unbelievable. Question though, boys, do we see him continuing in a role like that where he's that impact player off the bench? Has he basically played himself into a bench position or would you perhaps start with him over someone like Jackson Ford, who, to be fair, looked a little bit rusty. What do you reckon, Weimar? Yeah, it's a tricky one, I think, because obviously Jackson Ford had a career year last year, uh, but I also think we've kind of seen his ceiling, uh, whereas with Nia Kore, yeah, all the way to the moon, honestly, that guy is just beast. Uh, but to, to answer your question, I think even though I, I like the thought of having um, Nikore start, I think for the team and and to, for the balance of the team, I think Webby will probably have him coming off the bench because he knows that Jackson Ford can do a role. I, I, he Ford made a few errors early on, but I, I don't want to be too critical because you know he did play well for us last year and he has earned his spot. So that's my take. Yeah, I think the other thing you've got to remember is Neil Corder can cover the front. He's a bigger body. And so mm. playing off the bench means he sort of plays that dual role if needed. The other thing that Webby pointed out to the host on uh, Newstalk ZB today in that interview was he said, it's a 27-round season, then we've got mm. finals. We're mm. not going to be playing 17 players all season. No. We're going to go through 25, 26 players, and there's going to be some disappointed players when team lists get named. But they've all got the drive to continue to better each other, and that's how you get that strength and how you develop that great culture because everyone's fighting for the spot, the trainings are harder, you're trying to 
really whack blokes at training and you get fitter and stronger and it's great for the team. So he said, you know, it's good. You know, we've got depth, we've got positions and there's going to be a few players that won't be starting or won't even be on the bench at round Mm -hmm. one, but they're going to get their shot. And it's how you react when you get your shot that's important uh, rather than how you are when you don't get your chance. And I think Neokora showed that beautifully by coming off the bench and dominating. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Rightio, boys, it's time to move on to absolute professional versus total amateur. So, Weeman, you're going to be looking after our... Well, well, (laughs) very nice. Absolute professional for the week. Here you got, buddy. <laughs> I was waiting for the buzzer. I thought you, I thought you had one all lined up. Nah, he uh, again pretty easy for me this week. I, I, he got a shout out last week when I, I um, was explaining how Kurt Capewell was my fantasy spirit animal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, he, he delivered, boys. Because uh, I remember when you text Jay Warrior last year that we signed him. I think it was the end of last year. And straight away, I was like, oh, no, is this going to be another one of those kind of 30-year-old sort of getting past it towards the back end of their career coming over here? I won't throw any shades on a few that we've had over the years, but I was a wee bit nervous. Um, But some of his touches out there, his kick chase pressure, his defensive pressure, I like the fact that he doesn't um, have to overplay his hand, but at the right moments when they needed that X factor, he's capable of it. Uh, yeah, I was I was super impressed by Kurt Capewell. So I guess the question is, Kurt Capewell, absolute professional performance, but at 580,000, is he a sneaky mid-ranger that might sneak into your team this year, Weeman? Oh, sneaky, but probably not sneaky enough, Seaballs. Uh, he, he is my spirit animal, but he is not my love interest. I think um, Kurt Capewell, we've seen it over the years, that he's got those 50s in him. When he when he gets those attacking stacks, but he's probably just not consistent enough uh, for me. And at five hundred eighty thousand, he's probably priced himself out of it. Oh, no fair shout. All right, we're gonna we're gonna flip the page over now, and we are gonna talk about our <laughs> our total amateur. I'm coming to you, Jay Warrior. Who you got for me in terms of a total amateur performance on the weekend? Yeah, it's a player that has been popular with a few people for the opportunity to put in their fantasy team. I believe Shawnee has him in his fantasy team. Ooh. Had him because I'd say he will be deleting him after this total amateur <laughs> performance. He's Robbo's ex-love interest. And I'm talking uh-huh. about Hammer Time. Uh, he played the entire match and scored a pathetic six points. Showed very little. I know that the Dolphins were dominated. Didn't get a lot of clear air, but you can't have a player at that range. Centre's a hot mess as it is. So if you're going to pay up or make sure you're spending money in the centres, you better be getting good money. And when we see players like uh, Penasini and Tago and some of these ones, I'd much prefer a consistent performer than a real rocks and diamonds performer in Hammer. So for me, Hammer, you are the total amateur this week. <laughs> Nicely said. He is a buyer beware. Trap city all day, for my mind. Very good, boys. Well, we're going to move on to a new segment now. And it really is one for 
All of the, perhaps, uh, those out there who perhaps feel like life sometimes stomps on you a wee bit, we've got ourselves a spokesman for the downtrodden, a spokesman for the oppressed, the constantly frustrated. Welcome to a new segment that we at Wars Weekly like to call Richie's Referee Rant. Over to you, Jay Warrior. (laughs) Take it away. Thanks, Chris. The thoughts expressed are those of me, Jay Warrior. And I have no official affiliation with the New Zealand Warriors. For years, we have been plagued by over-keen officials that are quick on the whistle towards the perceived red-headed stepchild from the Shaky Isles. Until last year, when our own Cape Crusader came off the top rope and called it out. We salute you, Jason Paris. <laughs> there was an unusual occurrence following that outburst. The very next week, we played the Bulldogs at home, Mount Smart. And the poor old Bulldogs got absolutely dudded on numerous occasions. Made me think, maybe there's something in having a good rant about the referees. Maybe there's results. So after being corporately silenced, (laughs) I will fill the void and seek justice and fairness and do a weekly rating of the referee, highlighting the injustice that as Warriors fans we continue to face. This week, we faced a scorigami. For those of you that aren't familiar with the term scorigami, it's when a score has been achieved that has never been achieved before. So, for a home team to be penalised 10 nil is a disgrace, it's comical, disgrace. and it is a scorigami. Comical. Did the Warriors legitimately get penalised? Yeah, for sure. There were times where they infringed. No fault. Pressure on the neck. Offside. Downtown. It happens. But are you telling me that the Dolphins were blameless? <laughs> Utter professionals? Never infringing? Clearly not. What a joke. Rocco Berry got whacked. His chin almost shattered into pieces. But silence. No whistle. No box interference. So for this, Liam Kennedy, I give your performance a 5 out of 10. (laughs) But I am prepared to make it 7 out of 10 if you admit that Todd Smith, who was in the box, was in your ears saying the penalty every time because we know he was the referee that refed that debacle of a game against the Panthers and clearly hates the Warriors. And so for that, you're a disgrace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Wars Weekly, we are delivering right there, baby. You can expect more of that every time we get dudded by the refs. (laughs) Uh, we might have to change the subject though. What if the refs start reffing us real good? We might have to shake it up a wee bit. There'll be something else for you to rant about. You're a boomer. Yeah, yeah. I've got plenty. I've got <laughs> don't don't start me. Okay. Let's move along, boys. It's time to talk a little bit about expansion. That's been topic of the week on a lot of the chats this week. Uh, Andrew Webster's come out and had a little bit to say about it. Last year, boys, Mount Smart sold out on six occasions. Six. Supposedly last weekend it was a sellout, but I mean it looks like a, a, a term that they throw out there depending on how many tickets they want to put online because uh, it did look pretty empty. But all the same, Mount Smart sold out six times last year and we've had a sellout game down here in Christchurch. 
for a pre-season fixture. We've had a sellout game in Auckland again for a pre-season game. So everyone starts immediately talking about, do we need a second NRL team in the league? This is what Andrew Webster had to say about it, boys. He said, the Warriors need to become giants over a long period of time, similar to what the Broncos have done. Uh, They're the giants of Queensland in the competition. If we did that, then I think it would be time to expand. Until we have that sustained success, I think the whole country is pretty much enjoying getting around one team at the moment. We've got a lot of competition here from Rugby Union, and we are making ground. Okay, Weeman, I'm coming to you. Your thoughts on the idea of expanding to include an NRL team in the South Island? Yeah, so f- first of all, Seaballs, this is the first time I've ever disagreed with uh, our saviour, Webby. Uh, but to be honest, no, no, I, I, I absolutely do not agree. I'll, I've got a few reasons for this too. Not quite on, on the Richie's referee rant level, but I've got a few reasons why Webby is wrong. Uh, now you've probably never heard of this saying before because I've only just made it up, but there's a saying I made up called you've got to strike while the iron is hot. And right now, <laughs> New, Ze- <laughs> New Zealand is hot for, for, for rugby league. And so I just mm. think it makes a lot of sense to come south. Uh, we've got the new sta- stadium, Tikaha, on its way. Uh, we've got a rich heritage of rugby league. Uh, we've got plenty of great school schoolboy rugby and, and league going on here. We've got uh, schools like St. Bede's, Boys High, Christ, uh, the local boy that played on the weekend, played for St. Thomas's. And so I just think that mm. uh, it would be great to see a, a club come down here. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think that it, that's what people want. Everyone would get around it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, to be honest. For your call. Good, good of you to point out some of those great schools down here in the South Island. Rich, your thoughts? I'm going to flip it over and side with Webby because Webby hasn't been wrong yet. <laughs> and point in case, Johan, next week they announced that in 2025, the Christchurch uh, Mowers are going to be a team. Who are you supporting, the Warriors or the Christchurch Mowers? Well, this is where I'll just play the Robbo card, you see. I always have a soft spot for the Rabbitohs. Oh, two, two teams, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And, and the, to be honest, the point I've is, done a bit of... It's easy for you because you're not a day one man. You know, like you, you jumped on the bandwagon late because, you know, <laughs> oh, you're probably rich. born in the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> that's so for us day one fans, it'd be pretty hard and they might not get the support. But for you, um, you know, bandwagers, then, yeah, for sure you'd jump off pretty quick. Nah, look, look to be honest, I've, I've done a bit of, bit of research. I thought I'd make make it easier for them. So I've, I've, I've sent a few emails around. We've got the new <laughs> new stadium. I was look, We're looking for a coach. Turns out Wayne Bennett, uh, he's interested. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but we're giving or Stacey it to, uh, Jones in six months. Yeah. The, the Canterbury Kiwis. That's right. We're giving it to Simon Mannering, though. Um, Jordan Ricky, he's a local Panther, Hornby Panther. He's going to be our captain. Uh, Asako, he's an he's a east side uh, uh, winger, so he'll, he'll play on the wing for us. And then our uh, third signing, Marquee, will be a 43-year-old Sean Johnson. We'll have him. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And he'll have a season year. Give us a title. Oh, very good. All right, well, 
I think you know where we stand on expansion. I'm going to side with Rich and with the uh, the Saviour Weeby and say it's just a bit early yet. I'm loving the country being behind the wires the way they are at the moment. So, how good. Okay, boys, let's move on to making some bold predictions about the 2024 season. Uh, with our bold predictions, guys, w- w- we basically took a wide berth on what it was we were going to predict on. So we could just pick something that's coming up in the 2024 season and just throw something out there into the wind and see where it falls. Last year, uh, one of us made a pretty big prediction and it nearly came off, and uh, I'm just kind of hoping that we can we can land somewhere pretty true. So to start us off with the bold predictions, Weeman, I'm going to come to you, mate. What have, what have you decided is going to happen for sure this year? Yeah, well, I didn't want to jinx Sean Johnson like Jay Warrior did last year. So what I... <laughs> <laughs> what I... Uh, now I was thinking about it, and this is a bit of a random take, but I my hot prediction for this year is around the state of origin, and I think that New South Wales is so overdue. Uh, we've heard about it for years how they've got the absolute squad of you know the ages, and I think they do. Um, and I think with Madge Maguire, uh, they will be able to to win the, not only win the series. I think they can clean sweep them three nil. Um, I think there's been a lot of drama around them as just a, as a fan of the game watching from the, the outside in. Um, and I think that there's been a lot of friction I don't know, amongst the senior players. Um, and I think Madge Maguire is just a sort of straight shooter, pretty old school guy that for a three, three game series over what, six weeks, he can bring the best um, out of them. Case in point, 30 nil to the Kiwis um, over Australia. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, that that's going to happen. And my other big take from that is that one of Teddy Latrell or Tommy Turbo will miss out. Um, I think Maguire. Ooh. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big call, but just every year, it's just a circus around whether they're fit or not. Um, I think Maguire is just going to mm. pick the best guys in the right positions. So that's my take. Okay. So there you go. You heard it here first on Waz Weekly, three nil to the blues. Happy days for me. And who'd you say? Turbo, Teddy, or Latrell to miss selection. Huge, wee man, huge. Okay, all right, Jay Warrior, your turn. Yeah, I just thought uh, Johan's prediction was pretty bold considering uh, he's a Queensland fan. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so good hey. on you for being so brave. So my bold prediction, last year I called that SJ would win the Delhi M, and he was robbed. You heard robbed. me, robbed. But in justice, there will be a little bit of, uh, we sort of feel from last year, and he'll get, rather than getting the two points, they'll give him the three points. And so he will go on to be vindicated this year and win the Delhi M this year. But wait, there's more. Justice for Shawnee. Justice for Shawnee. <laughs> and then... Last year, we went and saw one unbelievable GF. And I had to get that over the line with my lovely wife by saying I thought they were going to make the final, so it was cheaper if I booked it early. Well, I'm going to book my tickets in about three weeks' time because (gasps) the Warriors are making the GF. Lock it in. Get the brownie points in now. If you're a Warriors fan, tell the wife, this is what I'm going to do. What do I need to make it happen? Because we are going to the GF. Yeah, baby. I love it. I love it. Well, 
Uh, I've got two bold predictions for you, boys, and mine is on a, on a similar thinking, but I'm just going to go with the latter at the end of the season. My bold prediction is this, that the number one team after round 27 will be, I'll go for a drum roll, but I won't, the Brisbane Broncos. The number two team will be the New Zealand Warriors, and I predict that the Penrith Panthers are going to slide down to fourth. I think Cleary's going to get an injury. I think Luai's going to mentally check out of the team. And they're just going to have a little patch of struggle street for a while. Nathan's then going to show back up for the finals. And here it is, boys. It's going to be 1v4 in the preliminary. Panthers to knock out the Broncos, break their hearts all over again. Panthers-Warriors grand final, baby. Let's go. You heard it here first. You heard it here yeah. first. And my other prediction, my other well, prediction, you didn't boys. Actually, you actually heard it from me first. I already said we're <laughs> Well, in the you Jews. said Warriors in the Jeff. I just said who we're playing <laughs> and, and, the, and yeah. how it's going to happen. Okay. Uh, my other prediction is Mind that um, Travis Kelsey will realise that it's pretty awesome having a billionaire wife, and so he'll propose. <laughs> 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 and if he doesn't, Chris uh. will. Yeah. Uh, oh, is, it, is it true that um, your wife took a sign saying "Marry me, husband"? Oh, marry my husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, marry my husband. No, no. Yeah. I'm just surprised she didn't come back and want to leave me for Travis Kelsey because he was in Sydney. So, <laughs> but no, no. She's had a good time and she has contributed to Taylor Swift Incorporated quite handsomely. So, <laughs> bravo, Ms. Swift. You are a money making machine, my lady. Okay, boys, time to turn to a little bit of fantasy chat. And the question that we've got for you boys is we want to know early doors. We're obviously looking forward to Viva Las Vegas. So I want to know who at the moment is residing in your fantasy team that is playing next weekend in Sin City, Jay Warrior. Okay, I'll start with my vice captain, Payne Haas. Me too. Okay. Yoey, you want to trifecta that? Yeah, sadly. Yep. Uh, I knew, he always copies my <laughs> text, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, I think we've all got Brendan Piercorda. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming that he's fit, we'll know later in the week. Still got, that, uh, still got that little uh, red cross next to him, which is a bit concerning. He has. So I take yeah. it we've all got Piercorda? No, I don't. I do. You oh. don't? <laughs> no. Nah. Here's a guy that hasn't watched any trials. Considering okay. you've never, considering you've never bet me, yeah. No, no. I'll tell you why I haven't got him because every year I pick a dud, and so it would just be nice to rage get rid of my dud week two for, for Pierre Cora if he doesn't play. So there you go. Oh, okay. Good way to burn a trade. You and Shooter are going to get on good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got Satili Tupanua from our, our Roosters. Anyone else got him? Yes, yes, sir. I do. Oh, talk about. This is no. how you're getting it out of the photo shoot. Yeah, okay. Just copy my team, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, come to that. Who are, I, surely we've all got Burbo. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I've also put Teddy into my team in the last 24 hours. I just feel I need a bit of cover at the back. I don't know if you watched any of the Canberra trial today, but I tell you what, if they're wearing a green shirt and they're coached by Ricky Stewart, it just screams of trap. And I just don't know which one to pick, which one to have, which one I'm going to miss. So I think I'm just going to leave them all alone and just get some surety at the back. So Teddy for me, any of you boys want to have a Teddy? 
No, but that's a great shout, uh, Jay Warrior, because um, Teddy won't be playing Origin this season, so you'll have him all year round. <laughs> After he averages 60, he will be. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I've got no Teddy for me. Uh, any other players that uh, Jay Warrior's mentioned there, Weeman, that you've got that's playing in Vegas? I've got at least one. Yeah. No, nah, actually, nah. I don't have any more than that. I've got a few spicy ones for you, but... Yeah, classic Kiwi no, take there. We'll yeah, nah. The yeah, Good. nah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, nah. Well, in terms of Vegas players for you, extra beyond what Jay Warriors mentioned, uh, I've currently got the cheese sitting in my Ooh, midst. ready to get yep. burned. Spicy, risky. He, you should call him Blue Cheese because he's a little bit off. I reckon he could be a little bit stinky. And he's the only other guy that I've got in there. Uh, which is currently a little bit of a placeholder. We'll see what happens in terms of minutes and teams as, as Xavier Willison right oh, down yeah. there, don't, right don't down there in 21st he, spot. He's, be, he's been in there. I've also got in mind actually Sean Kepi from the oh, Rabbits. Oh, yeah, nice. Yep. Mid. Come over yep, from Manly and looked real good in the trial in Cherry Shield. And they're a little bit weak in props. I think he might get a little bit of upsurge, change of club, trying to impress the coach. Mm. Early upsurge. Might be able to make a hundred grand, so yeah, he's in there at yeah, this stage. Don't hate it, definitely yeah. don't hate it. Right, yeah, let's talk about warriors. Any warriors in your team, Weeman? Well, up until this week's trial, I had zero, and I just felt that was a bit unfaithful. So I was uh, watching closely as to who my lucky guy would be, and RTS. Oh, <laughs> Maybe two. No, no. I'm with I'm, I'm with Shooter here. I'm going to try and talk him into it. I actually do like the look of Wade Egan, to be honest. I feel like he's been building over the last few years. He looks like a very happy player. The Warriors have just signed his brother. I see. Um, he's running off the back of great go forward from the Fords. He doesn't mind making tackles. He doesn't mind scoring a try. And I just think he's going to have a field day. So. I'm at yep. this point going to sneak Wade Egan in. Nice. No, I rolled with Wade Egan to start the year last year along with Shooter, and it actually was pretty pretty good, except for the head knocks. But yeah. yeah, risky with the head knocks, but he is a good player and, and priced quite attractively. You can spend that other money elsewhere. What I about you, Joe Warrior? So. Any Warriors? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a negative from the Jay Warrior, which is embarrassing. But as I said on the team previews when I did the, the Warriors, the problem is you're getting points per uh, – you're getting what you pay for. And at the start of the season, I'm looking for a bit of value, and I just don't see a lot of value in the Warriors. Like The only one that would make his way 100% in my team is if Ali Latour was mm. to make it ahead of Rocco Berry, but I don't see that happening. Uh, Rocco Berry definitely uh, gave me a little wink on the weekend because that performance yeah. at centre, I think he scored 50-something, but that was with the try. So, Check the stats on it. Yeah, that was spicy. He's a little bit, he looked little really bit too good expensive. too. Yeah, he looks like he's bulked up a little bit too. So, um, 42 get, overall, but still, it's yeah. solid. Yeah, so no, none for me at this stage. Um, so, yeah, I'll be waiting for Ali Lawatua to get his shot. Well, you, the only, obviously you've yeah. got RTS. You must have RTS. I'm flirting with the idea now. Oh. 67 points on the weekend. He's just, I don't know whether I can stretch that sort of money. 600,000 plus in the centres to start the season, really. But the only guy that I've got actually filling a spot at the moment um, 
and it's on the back of the unfortunate news. And of course, the the theme song that we started with said, "Hey, you know, by C and K." Um, with C and K being out for four weeks, I wonder if Tane Tuapiki can make a little bit of cash. Yeah, priced at three eighty eight at the moment. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like he's got a couple of meat pies in him, and yeah. I, I'm all about early cash generation this year. I want to get that cash in the bank as quickly as I can. So I don't see him losing cash at that price, that's for sure. No. Um, yeah. So I don't know. You, you boys, I, what do you reckon? I don't hate it, and I definitely had him in at one stage if he was just a little bit cheaper. Mm, yeah. But if you think about it this way, if he scores averages 40, I think that's you know well above career average. So if he was to score 40... He's only going to make $54,000. So it's a big risk. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm prepared to take that big a punt. Because you've got to get him out as because well. Because his average is only 35 when he's played 80 minutes. So mm. an average of 35 means he's probably making even less, isn't it? Well, obviously he's making less. He's making yeah. 30000 So And he hasn't scored you great points. So And it costs you a trade. So... I don't want to talk you out of it because it's good to have a warrior in your team. I just can't find one. Question for you, boys. Speaking of getting a warrior in your team, if, uh, well, I'm presuming a few of us might have gone the Nathan Cleary, uh, Nico Hines route. If one of those two were to fall over, SJ, yes or no? Not for me. I've um, I've already downgraded. So at this stage, I'm Moses. That was before nice. today's game, and even after today, man, he looked a beast. He looked uh, really good. But I did have Hines over Cleary. <laughs> uh, but with Hines picking up that sneak injury, I have switched them over. So, But I, my gut feel says Hines is going to out-average Cleary and play more games. So I, I could be lured back to Hines. No, good shout. Well, I, I wanted to drop SJ's name in there because – uh, we do want to talk a little bit, just briefly, before we move on to a bit of the social stuff, about a a movement that began with the three of us last year related to SJ, and it, it really gained some beautiful momentum. And that was that we decided, and I think it was I think it was the Jay Warrior who put it on the line, we were all uh, watching a game at his place one night, and we decided if SJ scores a try, then you've got to have a shot at tequila. Can and I actually expand on this a little bit? Sing the tequila song. Yeah, go for it. I think it sort of came about was we were actually having a few other drinks and I thought, man, my liquor cabinet is full and some of these bottles have been in here for quite a while. I hadn't drunk tequila (laughs) for 10 years. (laughs) So I thought, how can I get rid of this tequila? So I thought, right, if SJ scores, we're on the tequilas and it started, didn't it? It went good. So It was quality. Especially yeah. uh, we, we got together, took the, the girls out for a nice, uh, beautiful dinner, one of our favourite restaurants here in Christchurch, King of Snake, and, and immediately after, we went down to this Irish pub, which had the Warriors playing against the Titans over on the Gold Coast, oh. and SJ scored not once, but twice, and yeah. of course, we're, we're sitting there singing at the top of our lungs the tequila song, it was... It was all expensive. time, so it was expensive, expensive, expensive but it was all <laughs> I time. Think I think there was five of us that night, so yeah, we're going yeah. in rounds of five. So yeah, oh, no, it was good fun though. So yeah, what, what we're doing is we're putting it out there to the world and just saying, join us on Wars Weekly. 
with the uh, Sean Johnson scores a try, tequila experience. It's a good time. Maybe oh, we yeah, can. Um, no, just just we love our socials, and I know you're about to move on to the socials. Maybe if we could get somebody doing a Sean Johnson tequila, we'll put our one up if he scores in the first game because we're all going to be there together watching it. We'll put our our tequilas up, and then we challenge you to put your tequila up. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Great shout. Great. Radio, talking socials, uh, we put it out there to to everyone about our end of season forfeit. That is what the loser's got to do out of the three of us, and it has exploded. Forget about Biden versus Trump. This is the democratic process that everyone's getting in behind. So the, the options were 24 hours in Maccas, that's Jay Warrior's shout, run the half marathon, that's the wee man's shout, and I want the loser to do a sexy calendar photo shoot. We're not going to reveal the results just yet because the votes are still pouring in, but uh, jump on the socials, chuck your vote in, and uh, we will keep you posted as to how everything squares up, and we'll let you know what the loser's going to have to do in a coming episode of Wars Weekly. And speaking of socials, of course, don't forget the Talking League Cup is live now. The code, which we've decided between the three of us uh, has deeper meaning, is 47RTSYKW. The deeper meaning, we think, is 47 points is Roger Tuivasa Sheik's base. You know it. That's what we think it stands for. So 47RTSYKW. Uh, reach out to us on the socials. Of course, you'll find us on Instagram, on uh, on Facebook, at Talking League Pod. We're also on the TikTok, whatever that is. Uh, but over on Twitter, we're known as Talking League One. So reach out. Yeah, we'd love to catch up with you. And, of course, uh, we'll see you guys next week on Wires Weekly. As always, up the wires. Up the wires.